Welcome to episode 366 of We Don't Die Radio. I'm Sandra Champlain. I'm your host. I'm the author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And this is a special video episode. So if you're listening to this right now on Apple Music or iHeart Music or your favorite podcast site, if you'd rather see us rather than listen, you have that option. Just go to YouTube and type in We Don't Die Radio 366. A reminder, our home base is wedontdie.com, where now you can find 366 great reasons to believe in the afterlife from this show. But I also have a new show on iHeartRadio called Shades of the Afterlife, and I'm proud to announce there's now 50 episodes of that. Crazy, but thankfully, we are getting to many people to share the good word about the reality of the afterlife. And speaking of that, I want to introduce you to our special guest today. She is also a podcast host, making a difference with people across the globe. Her name is Tanya Berg, and her her show is Life Continuing. It's conversations that explore consciousness, healing, and infinite existence. So if you are any fan of my show or shows, and you want more with different guests, check out her Life Continuing. Her website is lifecontinuing.com. And she also has wellnesscontinuing.com, which I'm sure we'll find out about. Tanya Berg, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thanks, Sandra. It's so lovely to be here. Yeah, I can see the smile on your face. And I'm sure listeners can hear it and your voice. I'm just thrilled because I get to share someone who's like me, who likes to share other people's stories and what they're doing and these people making a tremendous difference. But I don't know how many people have interviewed you to find out why you're doing this, who you are and the passion behind it. So I really wanted to give you that platform today. So where's home for you, first of all, Tanya? I'm in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Very nice. North of me, I'm just south of Boston, Massachusetts. So we happen to be in the same time zone. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you, take the floor, and how you got into this wonderful world? So it really started with an experience with the afterlife. And I'll just start into my journey, um, because then there's a sequence as to how the podcast came to be. So um, I was uh, worked in community mental health for many years, just doing life, ordinary girl. And uh, And then my father, who was actually an older father, he passed away in 2009 um, of dementia and, uh, you know, terrible loss, uh, no matter what age he was in his 80s, but it's always uh, just a gape, gaping hole and um, and just such grief. And um, I'd always been open to spirituality and psychic ability and things like that, but I never really was really into it. And then, of course, his loss triggered those questions of, you know, where does he, where do people go? Where did he go? Where is he? Um, But I was really engulfed with a lot of the grief, you know, just lost in my emotions. So I actually tucked it away for many years. Um, I had connected with a psychic medium through a friend, and it's someone you've interviewed, Carolyn Molnar from Toronto. Yes, and she became a friend of mine. So I had psychic readings periodically, and then we would um, get together periodically and get to know each other. And through her work, it got me curious about mediumship. 
And it was always in the back of my mind, maybe I should try and connect with my dad, but I wasn't convinced. Sandra, I was open, but I was still skeptical. And and I was a little scared of it too. I mean, all, all the emotions all at once. So um, finally I decided to have a reading with her. Now I'll just back it up a little bit. A couple of years before that, I had started training in medical Qigong therapy. So it's, if people are familiar with Reiki, it's energy medicine, different system than Reiki, but it's energy medicine nonetheless. Okay. And I, it was just something I wanted to explore. I was starting to do yoga, getting into all different kinds of internal arts and meditation. And then the medical Qigong really struck me as something I wanted to learn. And like a lot of people have shared with you on your show and probably stories you've heard from others, meditation or any kind of internal arts, once you start that process, it opens things up. So I've had experiences as a young person, but I just dismissed them and tucked them away. I didn't understand them and I didn't want to explore. But the Qigong <laughs> forced me <laughs> to face the, this part of us, this spiritual side of us. So I started having out-of-body experiences. I started having psychic experiences. And then I decided to have the mediumship reading not long after. Well, it was something else. So I'm sitting with Carolyn. She's doing her thing. And I kept thinking to myself, I thought, you know, she's a very honest person. I'm sure she's not, you know, uh, pretending to be a medium. I'm sure she is talking to people who have crossed over, but I just wasn't convinced. And I remember someone on your show many years ago actually said, you can't tell the difference if someone is reading you psychically or if they're talking to someone deceased. And that kind of stuck in my mind. And I remembered sitting in front of Carolyn, just as she's about to start connecting and doing a reading, that popped into my mind. And I thought, okay, well, you know what? I'm not even going to try looking for the evidence. I'll just sit here and accept what comes, but I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind. I won't be able to tell. Okay. So Carolyn starts and says, there's a woman here and um, she feels like a, a grandmother on your mom's side. She goes, what's her name? And in that moment, I know my grandmother's name, but I just forgot in the moment. I said, oh, I don't remember. And as soon as I said that, I heard a woman's voice in my left ear say my grandmother's name. Nice. And I, yeah. And I'm like, oh, so I became the medium in that moment. I got my evidence because I guess spirit guides or whoever's listening knew I wasn't going to, the evidential pieces of information still wouldn't cut it for me. I needed to have that direct experience. And it was, you know, nothing grand. It was that subtle moment, that one voice from who knows where that proved it to me. And so the interesting thing was my intention was completely just to hear from my dad. And I thought, I don't know who else. My maternal grandmother passed away when my mother was five years old. So I've never known her. We barely talk about her. You know, this is long gone history. So it wasn't in my subconscious to even expect my maternal grandmother to be the one to give me the evidence. Right. So that's how that came about. And then um, for a year and a half after that, for a total of about two years after the Qigong and everything, I mean, I had consistent and regular, let's call them non-local experiences, psychic, mediumistic, 
you name it. Strange things, lights flashing, um, knowing pe- people's names. I mean, just seeing auras. I mean, you name it. It's like I went, I felt like I went through like a psychic boot camp or something. Right. Just I was just being shown, okay, this is how it works. And this is how it feels um, for a couple of years straight. And then it kind of settled down, calmed down. I got my personal life. I was, uh, I went from working in the mental health field. I became an entrepreneur. And then um, I just had some different jobs that I was working on. So I was in and out of having more free time and then less free time. So in and out of sort of life. Right. So then I was deciding what to do with the spiritual knowledge and experiences. I thought, okay, there's a reason something's opening up here. Something's happening. I've always wanted to work, you know, in this field in some way with my Qigong, but the Qigong wasn't at the forefront. Everyone kept saying, why aren't you doing your, your work? Why aren't you doing your Qigong? And I thought it's not the right time. It doesn't, it's not feeling like the right time. I was starting to finally listen to my intuition, which I ignored for many years as well big mistake. So, um, yeah, so I knew medical Qigong wasn't something I was supposed to be pursuing at that time. And the first thing I thought, well, what, what do you want to do with this knowledge and information? And I thought, well, what do I always do? I've always talked to people. I've always had conversations and I've always enjoyed talking about these subjects. So, Hey, why not do a podcast? (laughs) I'm all for it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, um, yes. And and the funny thing was, is that it didn't take very long for me to piece everything together. I've never done anything like this. I really don't even feel like I have a creative side, but it almost was already laid out. I just had to catch up with it. So I knew there was kind of a meant to be kind of thing going on. So I followed the the path. I was, uh, I surrendered to it and uh, I created the podcast. Life Continuing. Life continuing. The tagline that you spoke of earlier, consciousness, healing, and infinite existence. I'm I'm trying to draw together not just the afterlife, but I want to make a point how it's all connected, especially doing the energy work. You know, everything is life continuing. Everything is life, right? So that's why I wanted to open the uh, podcast up to to all kinds of people and all kinds of experiences and definitely talk about some energy healing, um, healing from grief. I mean, healing has many levels. So I just wanted to talk about it all. Oh, it's so important. First, let me ask, did your dad ever come through on any of the readings or you want to share about that? He did. He didn't talk. I really wanted to hear from him, uh, but he did. He did in a, in ways that were pretty interesting. So he did come on that day that my grandmother spoke to me. Um, his energy was there. We validated his, who he was, etc. Um, it was amazing. I mean, phenomenal. Media people. I don't know if people appreciate what a medium does and what they're able to do and how they have to do it. I mean, they get a lot of flack. They do. Um, and and listen, I didn't believe it before either. So I get it. But um, my goodness, now that it's all open and I had that direct experience, it's like they have all my respect, every single one of them. Um, He came through as well. Sounds funny through uh, my sense of smell. So one day and it all happened a lot with Carolyn, actually. So remember, I started becoming friends with her. We would have tea together. And one day 
um, I smelled this strange, smoky, I don't even, I can't even describe it. It's a weird smell in her home. And I'm like, okay. And I thought, well, nobody smokes in the house. The windows are shut. And then she, as soon as I was about to ask her about it, she looked at me, she said, did your dad smoke? And I said, yeah. She said, okay, he's here. And then she just kind of walked away to shed the energy, shut it off because we weren't really in the moment to have a reading. We're trying to have a social conversation. So, but I thought, wow, like I smell that, <laughs> whatever that was, that's amazing. That's like spiritual, like smoke or heavenly smoke, as I call it. Um, phenomenal. And then I actually smelled that fragrance a couple other times on my own, a little weaker. So I wonder if being around psychics makes that stronger. I don't know. Who knows? Um, another medium actually picked up on that as well. Weird. A lot of mediums in my life. I became friends with another one just randomly met her, you know, in a meditation group. And we, we were friends ever since. And she had the same you know, experience and had the same evidential information. So two people don't know each other, barely know me, give me the same information about a family member who's passed. I mean, how much more evidence do you need? Mm -hmm. We think it's random, but it's not. I think it's all divine timing and planning. And I think there's something so much bigger going on than we'll ever know. And yeah, Absolutely. they can come through any one of our senses. I mean, there's clairaudience, there's clairvoyance. Yep. You know, um, there's clear guestinance is our taste, clear olfactory, I think, is our nose, um, clear sentience is our feeling. There's there's different ways. And uh, yeah, it, and just because people pass doesn't mean they get all these an instruction book on how to communicate perfectly and give signs and things like that for people that are here on earth. But anyways, kudos to you for all you're doing. Would you like to share some of your favorite stories of some of the guests you've had and some of the things you've discovered? Because I'm sure you, like me, probably before an interview, you don't really know what you're going to get, but then it's like a present that you unwrap. And then at the end of each one, I know I feel this way. I always feel very joyful that I get to learn something new and, and meet another kindred spirit. So would you like to share about some of your experiences? Well, there's so many wonderful experiences from the guests. Um, I interviewed Lloyd Auerbach. He's a parapsychologist. Um, he's been doing this work for many, many years. And, you know, he, he studies it from that scientific lens, but he is very open-minded. So that was really nice. We had a great conversation. We talked about so many things, but he talked about um, the difference between intuition and psychic ability. And this is interesting because we also had a conversation about how language and people get very confused about what things mean because some words, you know, people have attribute different meanings to it. So according to parapsychology, intuition is information that you are, is already known within you, even on a subconscious level. And psychic is information outside of you that you just wouldn't have within you. Um, but some Psychics and mediums call themselves intuitives. So that's where the language gets people a little bit confused. Right. You know what? When I say intuition, I just mean tapping in, tapping mm -hmm. into that greater knowledge, that, that oneness, um, that information that's available to all of us. It's just a matter of opening up. Right. So that's more technical. Um, we talked about 
as well, Dr. Eben Alexander, who I also had on the show, this all connects. Um, and Dr. Eben Alexander, I mean, is just a wisdom machine, just nonstop. It's wonderful listening to his uh, information. And he talked about, uh, and I like to bring the science into it because a lot of people really want that evidence. So Dr. Alexander mentioned that there were psychedelic studies that were performed by three different separate scientific teams. And bottom line, they used very highly um, fine-tuned equipment to test brainwave activity on different psychedelic drugs. All three uh, teams found pretty much the same result, is that as the psychedelic experience increased, um, sorry, which one is it? As the psychedelic experience, in, or the spirit, Hang on, I gotta think. Think about this. Okay, you're not tested, and it's all recorded so that people can listen to this. Um, (laughs) The brain shuts down as the psychedelic experience increases, which is very counterintuitive to what's supposed to happen. You would think if you're having some kind of experience and brain activity, you should have, you know, everything should be lighting up, everything should be going off, but the brain actually shuts down. Mm. So something's going on. Very, very peculiar. And I think, again, that lends credence to there's a lot in science that we just don't know yet, but it's there right in front of us. And all of the scientists still had a hard time accepting that result, which is an interesting thing about psychology, right? We just, it's hard to process. It's hard to accept, even when it's staring us in the face. Oh, it it is. And the only thing that I have to keep reminding myself of is that we are on a planet hurling around a never ending universe with billions of stars Uh, on a quantum level. We are invisible beings, just these energy vehicles (laughs) down to our tiniest little atom. All we are is vibrating face. So when I can think like that, it's easier to think about the afterlife being real. And then some of these, these concepts you know, but I, I don't think we're meant to. Do you? Do you think we're meant to as human beings know the big picture 24-7? I think there is that element of the not knowing. And I think that's what helps us get us through our lives. Because from what I understand, we're just supposed to have these experiences, these human 3D experiences. We have to feel our emotions, all the whole range of all the emotions we can feel. Um, and that's part of being here is my understanding. Yeah, I agree completely. And it's tough. I think um, our hardest times are the things that can kind of crack the nut open for the spiritual growth to be on. Right. What other stories you want to share? Floor is yours. Oh, you can share oh your goodness. passions. I, um, I also, some of my own experiences were with animal spirits, which also surprised me. Okay. I never really thought about whether animals have souls or not but apparently they do. Hmm. And that's something that I noticed as well. That was an experience I had with a a cat that was um, very, very ill to moving towards the end of his life. And uh, in the last few days leading up to his passing middle of the night, just kind of half asleep, half awake. I feel these four legs jump on my bed by my feet, like heavy pressure and distinctive four legs. And I thought, 
well, I know it's not him because he can't jump. And he wasn't even in that area that I was in, in my near my room. And I don't have any other animals. What was that? And it was distinct. And then, uh, and then he passed within a few days and just based on even the intuition, there's that word again, that I was uh, feeling, I just sensed that that was an animal companion coming to collect my cat's soul when he passed, just like people. And that to me felt like my, like the truth that was being presented to me. Have you talked to people about those deathbed visitations? Um, Not too much right now, but I will have people in season three talking about that. Um, I know you have a lot of guests with those experiences and even shared visions, right? Mm -hmm. Shared visions. Um, There's so many different ways that consciousness shows itself. And it's amazing when you have not only one person experiencing it, but multiple people at the same time, because that feels more evidential, right? Yeah. And, and that's actually something that I talked with Dr. Upin Alexander about, um, even in relation to my cat, there's terminal lucidity. So somebody with say dementia or some kind of brain impairment who hasn't maybe been verbal or, or nonsensical for many months, even all of a sudden just starts speaking clearly and very lucid. And then soon after will pass that's termed terminal lucidity. And I actually experienced that with my cat as well. That happens in animals too. So it's just very interesting how consciousness presents itself in all living things. And that's something that really, I was very surprised to have even had those experiences. And that's something that's really, um, that's something that I want to also point out is that there's two things I noticed about any kind of non-local phenomena or these mystical experiences that we have. One, they're natural and two, they're personal, right? So I'll elaborate. They're natural. It's not, it's not a, a it's not really a gift. And it's not, I'm not special. We're all special, but it's, it's just part of how we're wired. We have these capacities. They've been buried or they've been um, suppressed, et cetera. Um, the, the thinking mind overrides it. Living in the, in the world overrides it. The rational mind and materialist science overrides it. So we're not really allowed to have that kind of thought or experience when it comes to spirituality. Now that's really a North American thing. In Europe, they're a lot more open, especially to channeling, you know, mediums who channel. Um, And then in Eastern cultures, it's just a given. I mean, um, the science of spirituality, that term in India, that's just common. That's a science. Spirituality is an absolute science. And you, you, you recognize that in all of the, um, traditional uh, textbooks and, and the cultural religions um, of the, of the Eastern faith. It's just fact. Isn't that nice to hear? Even in South America, I know in Brazil, everybody knows spiritism. It's just part of their culture, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So, so one, it's natural. Um, and number two, uh, it's personal. And that's something I really want to drive home as well with the work that I'm doing in the wellness. And I'll, I'll go into that as well. So these experiences are for us and our own personal spiritual growth. So I had my own mystical experiences, very specific, what have you, 
but they taught me a lot of things that were missing in my life. Um, they were also opening me up to thoughts that I was having that were suppressing my own inner growth and expansion, if I can call it that. So it's all very personal. Now, some people have experiences and I've talked to many people who will tell me, oh, you know, this happened, that happened, a past life image in my mind, or I I predicted, you know, a car accident and I avoided it, that kind of thing. Uh, But they don't want to do anything with it. And that's okay because they're on their path. They're doing their thing, but it's still there if they want it. But maybe that one experience opened them up to, to at least say staying open, you know, if nothing else, just be a little bit open, but it's a personal journey. And I learned that my dad did not die. I learned that there is an afterlife. I learned that all the things that mediums and psychic and spiritual communities talk about, it's all true, or at least most of it is. From what I've heard, that validated everything for me, right? So that lifted a lot of grief, or pretty much all my grief, that lifted depression, that lifted anxiety, that lifted Mm -hmm. fear, you know, so it goes back to becoming a very personal journey and for a lot of people, a healing. Oh, it, I, your words are really resonating with me. It is a personal journey and there's nothing that you and I can give to anyone that can just convince them. We have nice stories. We've had people that have had nice stories and nice experiences, but when you yourself start getting into the present moment, meditating, quieting the mind, being open. And it's amazing what kind of experiences, synchronicities, even miracles can happen if you pay attention and just allow them to help you on your journey. Because would you agree that there may not be one truth that we can all collect for our journey? What is our personal truth to empower us? Say that a different way. Um, A lot of people are looking for the truth. Like Mm -hmm. what exactly happens when we die? How does it all work? How does life work? And I think as human beings to go on our own journey, we have to get that information, the answers for ourselves, just because someone's got a book or a podcast or number one on the New York Times bestseller list. It may not resonate with us. Take what works to empower us in our lives, but look for our own truths, if that makes sense. Yes, relative truth. Yeah, sounds good. We all, everything is really a relative truth. And, you know, the lies we're leading and and the things we're seeking and this journey that we're on, again, it's all personal. So yes, take what resonates, leave the rest. And just see what works for you in your path. I mean, it's I don't, it's not about wrongness here. It's just, you know, I'm sharing my experiences and I know it's helped me in certain ways, but I'm open and always listening for everyone else's as well. And I think that's that's the beauty of it. And it's not about finding the answer per se. I think it's just having more information and a lot more to work with and to consider because what's true today cannot be true tomorrow. I mean, even in our own beliefs, our opinions, our preferences, that changes all the time as well. So I think truth kind of is 
dynamic that way as well. It is. Yeah. The people we are today isn't the people we were 20 years ago, you know, and that is how we continue through life and all the tools we put in our toolbox and, and all those good things. So I know you believe like me, once we can accept a greater reality, it really impacts how we live life now. And I think if we don't spend our life grieving and living in the past or feeling guilty or worried about the future and can be in the present moment, it'll really open us up to who we are and what our life is for. So would you talk a little bit about wellness continuing and how you are exploring and sharing your things? Absolutely. So wellness continuing, obviously it was inspired by life continuing. Um, I was always interested in, you know, good health and, and, you know, food and nutrition and whatnot, but, you know, there's an aspect of wellness and that's spiritual wellness. And that's something that I'm also interested in. And like I just said, these experiences are not, you know, mystical and uh, unique. Uh, They are natural and they are personal. So I think that exploring these avenues and having, uh, you know, therapeutic conversations, not just about in relation to psychology, but it's also in relation to our spirituality. We have forgotten who we are. We have, we're disconnected from our souls, our, our spiritual side. And that's why we feel lost and alone and separate and all those things. And that's what contributes to um, a lot of the ills in the world. So spiritual wellness and that kind of support is very, very crucial. When I was working in community mental health, I noticed that that was one thing that was kind of missing in the field. I mean, there were a lot of good people. We were all trying as as support people to help people with chronic and persistent mental health issues, you know, move, move forward through life and be the best that they can be in light of their conditions. And, but I just found that there wasn't enough emphasis on any sort of spirituality and um, an awareness in that way, because I think also all kinds of people have spiritual experiences or sensitive to energies, if I can say that, and probably aren't even aware, you know, the whole, we talk about being empathic and the empathing and, and energy vampires. I mean, that's, that's the current lingo of today, but that's good because that's exactly what's happening. And that contributes to a lot of people, to the stress, to the um, burnout. That's a lot of it too. So, you know, people who are highly sensitive to those things, I mean, and that can also trigger mental health issues or mental imbalance and mental unwellness. So we need to understand the whole picture holistic health to help people live better. So now I focus on spiritual wellness. I have sessions involving intuitive guidance. So it's kind of like life coaching, but more spiritual coaching where we talk about all of these things. And I bring the uh, everything I've learned in my training with medical Qigong and energy medicine, um, you know, without the esoteric language, Uh, But just to help people understand themselves better and tune into their intuition, because even recently, I actually made a kind of a poor decision because I ignored my intuition because I'm human and we're going to keep doing those human things through our lives. And it was just the biggest wake up. And I thought, 
I, I did it. I shouldn't be doing it. I should know by now, but I did it. Okay, fine. And I'm learning from it. But my goodness, I will never dismiss my intuition ever again. I don't care if everybody disagrees with me in the room or says I'm just imagining things. I know what I sense. Intuition is never wrong. Wow. What advice would you have for somebody who wants to start tapping into their intuition? Well, first of all, just breathe. Quiet down because it, it's all the mind chatter and it's all the, the thinking about tomorrow and, you know, everything Eckhart Tolle, everything Byron Katie talks about. I mean, it's all that stuff. We just got to settle down. Actually, I'm uh, just created guided meditations, which are going to be released uh, in a few weeks. Excellent. So I'm hoping that can be a beneficial tool for people to help with quieting the mind. Um, it's a practice. We just have to train ourselves. I'm not the best meditator, but the meditations I did do, and it didn't take long. I mean, the brain changes in a very good way. It really does. And your brain wants to go into that state as well, because it it feels good. Everything gets aligned, everything calms down. And when you connect and quiet down, everything opens up because that's exactly what happened to me. I wasn't even aware When I walked into my Qigong class several years ago for the first time, I thought I was the most open and aware person going. I'm like, I totally believe in this stuff. I'm totally open. Bring it on. Got it handled. Yeah. Right. I was the most shut down, closed off person. I really was. I could, I'm like, I don't feel anything. What's going on? (laughs) And uh, yeah, so, but it didn't take long. And all it did, we did a lot of guided meditations. We did a lot. We do, um, uh, uh, an opening meditation uh, to center ourselves before we treat you know, patients as they call it. And uh, that's what sealed the deal. It, I just did that a few times and then everything just started opening up. So it doesn't take much. Do you feel more emotional? You know what I do? I do. I feel like I feel all kinds of emotions from everyone and from myself. I get more concerned about the world Um, you know, and, and I just have to calm myself with that because that, you know, if you start going into that frame of mind, I mean, that's like a sort of a lower frequency, but yes, uh, definitely far more emotionally sensitive. Yeah. Then I ask you that because I'm finding that myself and I didn't know if it was the year at home because of COVID not being able to be out and throughout the past year and a half. I've done a lot of closing my eyes and quieting the mind. And it's important, I think, for all of us to start paying attention to emotions because I know and you know the way our psychic sense, the spirit world communicate with us are through those senses. But if we're too busy in our own minds and not through our feelings, we're never going to tap into that intuition. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. So your um, CDs or your meditations that are coming out, yes. which, which website are you going to have those on? I'm going to have them on both the life continuing and the wellness continuing. They'll be available on both websites, um, okay. but it's mainly through my wellness continuing uh, company. Um, yeah. So there's going to be three of them, one for anxiety, one for spiritual growth and one for sleeping because I also have trouble sleeping myself. So that really resonated with me. So, and I'm working with Chris Noble. He's a musician and film producer, genius. 
I was so fortunate to be connected with him and get to know his work. Um, he's out in BC and uh, yeah, chrisnoblemusic.com. And he creates amazing sounds um, using all of the different binaural beat frequencies. Um, and he's actually, he, a lot of uh, therapists and spa owners will actually get his music for their clients. And th he's had a lot of success. Everybody's had a lot, given him a lot of compliments about how effective it is. That's great. Talk us through what's on your websites. Cause I did a little peeking around. So I know there's going to be people who like my shows and want to listen to yours. So what's first of all, at lifecontinuing.com. So at Life Continuing, um, I've got a resource page, which I think is most important and beneficial to people. It's everybody who's been on the show. It's their books and their websites, but it's also other people who have not been on the show who I know just have, you know, where I think, um, you know, they're contributing a lot of great work to the field. And um, it's all different headings like sound healing, mediums, um, science, you know, because everybody loves the science. And uh, I think that's an important information to share with people. You'll also see um, the past guests. There's a reel about all the different guests that I've had for the first two seasons. I'm going into my season three uh, in November. So I'm very thrilled about that. And uh, but I'm actually very active on Instagram. So if anybody wants to follow at Life Continuing Podcast is the handle. Um, and that's where I make all my announcements and you get to know what's going on in the, in the life continuing world. Um, and I also have a newsletter people can sign up for as well on both websites. So definitely sign up with your email and then you'll know what's going on. Cause I do, I'm working on a lot of projects in the background. Um, so I do offer the sessions for the intuitive guidance, medical intuition, but I also have a lot of passion projects in the background. So the meditations I'm working on a wellness product as well. So exciting things on the horizon. Okay, so now let's go to the other website, wellnesscontinuing.com. Wellnesscontinuing, yes. So I try to give some information about intuitive guidance, what medical intuition is, and that's just an offshoot from the uh, medical Qigong. I mean, that just is part and parcel of doing that kind of energy work. So, um, but a lot of people like to have that as its own thing. So I, um, I'm starting to offer that as well. Um, and you're going to get a little bit of a background about what those things are and how um, you can connect with, like your question was, how do I connect with my intuition? What's the first thing I can do? So I try to give some information around that. You'll find the meditations there as well, uploaded in the next few weeks. And um, there's also a newsletter to sign up for. Can people contact you to work with you directly? Absolutely. Through the website, there's a contact form. Yeah, you just seem like a nice person, a good well, first you. step. <laughs> I, had I love it. Yeah, I had someone contact me not too long ago that's got some health issues and he wanted to work through them and who could I point him to? And I, yeah, I really didn't know the correct answer because I know healing is real. I also know that, like you said, so many things we exper experience in our mind really can impact our body. Um, but anyways, I'm glad we're having this conversation because this could be a resource for him. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love hearing from people. So, you know, if people want to send me a message or just ask a few questions, I'm happy to, to be available for that. Yeah, you're definitely a giver. I like that about you. Thank you. From one to another. So <laughs> what would you like to talk about now? What, what, 
what would you ask if I, if you were interviewing yourself? Oh my goodness. I think I'm just drawing a blank. That's <laughs> stage fright. Oh my gosh. When it's, if I'm asking you a question, that's no problem, but asking myself, um, well, what's, what's a, what's a burning question that you might have actually in relation to anything that we've talked about so far, you ask something about the wellness and how to calm the mind or connect with your intuition. What's something else that actually you've been wanting to know? Well, I think going along with the intuition with our own souls is how people can tap into the souls of their loved ones. Because you, like me, a lot of our listeners come because a loved one has passed. Mm -hmm. And so I think any information about um, feeling better, and also knowing that their loved one is around because it really is a personal journey. So I think something along those lines. That's perfect. And I totally have an answer for that. So definitely my biggest question, and I just have to say here as well, your show was such a resource to me. I mean, I think I listened to that day and night for quite some time. I had some time off of work and I was just like on listening to your show all the time, all your guests. I mean, the wonderful, wonderful resource. And the biggest thing I wanted to know was, well, how do you know? How can you feel them, sense them, see them, hear them? I've never heard any of my loved ones or anybody for that matter talk to me ever again since that moment. And I really would like that because I, I think I prefer the clairaudient, the hearing over the seeing. I think the seeing still honestly freaks me out a little bit. So <laughs> I think the hearing is perfect for me. Uh, but that hasn't happened. So I wondered that too. And I thought, well, will my dad say something? Because I haven't heard him either. But what I did notice with him was there were moments where I would feel an energy shift in the room. And this, this takes a lot of patience to learn to understand. But there's a lot of courses and people you can learn from. Um, it's, it's a shift. And it's something, it, it always caught me off guard. So I would feel it in my chest, in my heart chakra. And that's where I notice everything around me. So it's always through my chest. So I would always take note of that. Okay, I feel an energy shift. So what could that be? And I always wondered if it was my dad. Now, you also have to look at your circumstance. What's going on right now? Are you thinking about your loved one? Did they just pop into your head? That kind of thing. You you have to be an investigator. I've been actually watching a lot of Suzanne Giesman. Wonderful, wonderful evidential medium. Um, And she talks about that as well. You she's always piecing together the evidence that she receives when she does readings. And she, and also after the reading, which I think a lot of people don't know is that sometimes there's things you can't validate in the moment, but you'll validate days, weeks, or even months after. So, and you are an investigator. Um, Pamela Teresa, another wonderful medium, uh, medium in the raw. She talks about following the breadcrumb trail. And I think that's the perfect way to describe it. So you follow the bits of information to piece it together. So it's all about, you got to take stock of the moment. What's popping in your head? What are you thinking about right now? Were you, was your intention to bring your loved one in? And then what are you sensing around the room? We have to shut off the analytical mind, which is so difficult right? We're taught that's really the only way to be. Think, 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 do, 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 right? And don't, we need to be, we just need to be. And that's what the spiritual teachers always talk about is the being overdoing. 
And that's what hinders our ability to recognize those kinds of energies around us. Is that making sense? It makes perfect sense. And I know for myself in the training that I've been through, um, psychic, medium, mystically, and all that, that analytical mind and that flow from the unseen world or our intuition, they, they're not, they don't happen at the same time. We yeah. can't be on our cell phone checking texts yes. with our to-do list. And then you got the TV on in the background and then expect your loved one can, to come through. Exactly. Yeah. The, there's a great quote um, by Silver Birch, the silence of our world is well, now I forgot what it is. I've said it like 50 times. Um, but basically what it's saying is our minds have to be silenced. The silence of your world is the activity of ours. That's what it is. The activity of our world is the silence of theirs. Right. Meaning that when we're so busy, they're quiet, they can't get through. But when our world, our inner world is silent, aha that's when we can start perceiving these energy shifts. Even right now, I just got flooded with goosebumps. Goosebumps, I think, are one of those good energy shifts. Yes, no, definitely. And, and the funny, and the other thing I learned actually that was really helpful to me was that it actually doesn't take that long. So I assumed, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to meditate for a year before I get any kind of anything, right? No, it happens immediately. Um, same with uh, when, for example, when mediums get information or when you get any kind of psychic information, it's like this quick done. You ask a question out louder in your mind. If you're going to get an answer, it'll probably happen immediately when you're done finishing the, the question or even over top of before you even finish the question. So it happens pretty quick, which is nice because we all like things to happen very quickly in our world today, right? So there you go. So that's a bonus. Um, the other thing too, I learned from uh, Tina Zion is a fourth generation medium and a medical intuitive, wonderful woman. I've learned a lot from her reading her books. Um, she talks about, it's always going to feel like your imagination. So whatever information you get, whatever sensations you feel, it's always just going to feel like you're just imagining it. So we have to let go of the judgment of, oh, it's just my imagination and assuming it's not what's happening, you're, that you're not picking up anything. We have to let go of that judgment and belief. And that took a long time for me to accept as well. I mean, I've been through it all um, and I've been stubborn about it. I've struggled with it. I've been frustrated with it. You know, all the emotions that go with trying to understand this realm. And then finally, I just learned to let go and I learned to trust, trust with a capital T, trust yourself, trust your intuition, trust what you're given, trust that there is something else around us, just trust. And once you have those things in place, you'll be amazed what happens and what you get. I agree. And then we constantly have to remind ourselves because I've been on this journey a long time, but when I wake up in the morning, it's all forgotten <laughs> and I start stewing about something. Oh, Tanya, what's up? What's up for season three? Oh my gosh. Season three. I have so many guests. Um, I'm so excited. I'm actually interviewing a couple of people. Um, one person, he's actually a spiritual teacher. Um, 
specializing in, in Taoist tradition, but a lot of the Eastern cultures. Um, Jason Gregory, he has he does wonderful films um, and narration with it, uh, teaching people about all of these Eastern traditions and right. and just spirituality. But I, I mean, he's really helped me a lot. He doesn't even know. So I'm thrilled to have him on the show. Um, uh, I've got Mark Anthony coming back, the psychic lawyer. He was in season uh, two as well, but we're having him back again. He just is a wealth of information and, and really fun to talk to. Um, yeah, so I'm just trying to have uh, all new people. I'm trying to have some scientists, parapsychologists again. I, I want to hear from everyone. Um, I want to have just that plethora of information coming from all different viewpoints to kind of to put this picture together. Like you said, we're not going to find one truth or one answer, but I want to hear all as much as possible. I just want to hear it all. Oh, so that's, that's great. Yeah. I'm so thrilled for season three. Yeah. It sounds wonderful. And I think it is important to gather so much information because I know that more people than not believe in the afterlife and believe in a bigger picture to it all. But we're not often on loudspeaker because in the past, the people that have spoken the loudest about this have looked a little crazy, a little new age, a little woo-woo, a little far out there. And I think for all of us, you know, we, we're professionals and we have an identity. We don't want to lose our family and friends. And I think when you start interviewing or continue to interview some of these people that have the scientific background and the other philosophies of the world and people start putting this all together that it's like you know what this is real and I'm okay to talk about it because when we do share and we're all on different journeys like I said before we might not all have a book or a podcast but every bit of pain you have gone through every bit of soul growth it may be just the thing somebody needs to hear and they need to hear it from you. So I think it's all good. Absolutely. I wanted to add as well. I've got, I've had people in the past and people coming up on my show who actually don't work in the really in the field at all, but they still have spiritual experiences they want to talk about or an afterlife experience they want to discuss, or they just have an interest in it, something of a hobby. So it's not necessarily career people or have made it a career right? It's, it's everyday people doing life, doing their thing, unrelated even, and still having these discussions. So the other thing I try to describe with the show is that I want to normalize because, I mean, we live in this normal world, normal box, these normal expectations. So let's use the word normalize these experiences. So it's not woo-woo. You know, it's fine if people want to take, you know, take it to that new age level or, or whatever, or dress the part or look the part or speak the part and act the part, but it's fine if you don't, but you can still have that aspect in your life, that spiritual connection, that, that energetic connection with, with the oneness. Beautiful. Well, it's time for you to tap into that inner compass for that intuition. And what's one last thing you want to share with everybody? It could be a repeat of something you've already said, but just one message you want to leave people with. Like I said, I, I really want to drive home. It's These are natural experiences and they're personal. So they're there to help you. Tanya, you're a beautiful woman. You're a kindred spirit. 
I thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much, Sandra. Oh, it's great. It's great. And I'm new on Instagram, but I'm trying to figure it out. And when I saw you there, I thought, okay, I'm going to model her and learn from her and interview her. (laughs) So just a reminder, you can find out more about Tanya and her show at lifecontinuing.com. Or you may want to book a little session with her and chat or send her a message. Wellnesscontinuing.com is her other website. So some upcoming things for us at wedontdie.com. First of all, if this is your first episode, welcome. If you've been here along the ride, welcome back to you. If you scroll down on that main page at wedontdie.com, there's something that says join Sanders Insiders Club. And that's just a snazzy way to say my email list. And it says you can get a copy of um, How to Survive Grief, which is the first audio that I put out long before the book came out. And it really does help, helps understand the world of grief, why we go through it, some things that can make us feel better, and a whole bunch of things. So you get a copy of that. It also says get a few chapters of my book, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. But the truth is, it's the entire book. So we welcome you to that. If you're somebody who'd rather listen to an audiobook, if you go to the store page at wedontdie.com, scroll down, find the audiobook, use coupon code FREE, F-R-E-E, please be my guest. You'll see that every week we do a free Sunday gathering, which is our empowering Sunday service that is so not traditional, it'll knock your socks off. Because each time we have some theme, and today when we're recording on the October, on October 3rd, 2021 today, we did one called Power of You. And it's all about how to raise your personal power, and get things done. But within each one, we have a medium demonstration as well. So we do want to prove the continuity of life if you live a good life now. And each month we have classes. We've got a class on trance and the altered states, one that's a personal journey for you called the way to your spirit. We've got a psychic class where you can now learn how to use your psychic abilities and also a mediumship class. And then every month we do a five-hour class for anybody who'd like to attend really just to tap into your own powers of your soul. So pretty cool. We've got lots of good things coming up always things happening. I know we've had a past year and a half that has taken most of us away from our businesses and jobs and the COVID world, post-COVID world has changed things up. So rest, there'll be more episodes coming out of the shows, lots of things online, because we human beings need to really join arm in arm, know that we're not alone. Being alone in our busy mind is not a good place to be. As Tanya said, quiet the mind. And you can really tap into the much bigger picture. And that was the key for her opening up her spirituality. So once again, a big time thank you to Tanya, your beautiful soul. We love you. We thank you. Check out lifecontinuing.com. In closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I'm always so happy to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. You are unique. You are one of a kind. You've got to follow that intuition, follow your gut. You know, there's a reason you're here and just be you. You're really a magnificent, brilliant being. So really want to thank you for listening or for viewing. We'll see you soon.